Hello, Fork and Socket fans. Welcome back. This is Chester Franklin, and I'm white. That's right. I'm white, if you didn't know that. I'm white. And I'm very ashamed of it. I can hardly look in the mirror. That's a fact. And I'm going to touch on a subject that, dear God, I hope I can make it funny. Because if I don't, this is probably the end of my podcast career. Let's be real here. Let's be honest. But white privilege, does it exist? Yes or yes? And as a white person, you hate to hear that. You hate to hear that it exists, but it does. I've been watching the news. You know, I'm a political science major. I'm real big into history. And uh, white people, all throughout history, we've had quite a few hiccups, huh? What do you think? Can you admit to that? We uh, caused quite a few boo-boos down the line. But I've never been more disappointed in my reflection. I've never been more disappointed in any type of recent memory. Um, except for recently, watching the news. Really, white people, you're really going for it, aren't you? You stormed the Capitol. And what I hate about that was it was bad ass. That shit was that. And it was funny. It was funny. I mean, the definitely like I seen one picture with somebody carrying a Confederate flag and all that. That that was not funny. Um, a lot of them had like Trump stuff. That was not funny. But. It was really funny that they were just allowed to just walk in. Oh, don't mind us. And they're like carrying Nancy Pelosi's speech lectern away, smiling, posing. <laughs> I was just like, wow. So, you know, in recent memory, I've never been so disappointed in white people. But at the same time, I've also never felt so invincible. I didn't know that I was Iron Man. I didn't know that I can literally just walk around with a gun, kill somebody, and get away with it. I was unaware that this whole time I could walk into the United States Capitol and and just have a photo op while stealing and breaking things and that I could still go home to my family that's new to me i did not know i could do that
Then I thought back about Michael Jackson. If white privilege didn't exist, would he have been able to touch all those children? I mean, I know technically he wasn't white, but he bleached his skin and turned white. And then he just went to supposedly raping, molesting. If he had did that before his skin color changed, I don't think he would have got away with it. Because that's America. Do I do I condone these type of acts? No. And again, I've never been so ashamed in being white. But yes, white privilege does indeed exist. And I'm going to give you some examples from my own life. And I hope they're funny. Because I'm towing a real hairy line right now. And my wife and my stepchildren are individuals of color. So I need to be very careful and very, very funny. So bear with me here. I'm going to do my best without also without getting political and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm just here's some stories of what it's like a day in my life. So I, Chester Franklin, uh, let's just start with the most recent story today. I went to the liquor store and I got a bottle of some Seagram 7 whiskey, some good old cheap gut rot. And do I have money for, you know, some Johnny Walker white label, some scotch? Absolutely. But I'm white trash. I'm white trash, okay? My mom smoked meth when she was pregnant with me. My father got a meth head pregnant. To this day, my father is with, it's not my mother, but a former meth addict. I was born next to a refinery that rained chemicals on me as a youth. So when I turned 18, the refinery cut me a $3,000 check. And in my town, we call that 18 money. I was born with stuck together toes on both of my feet. I look like fucking Donald Duck. So anyway, I went to the liquor store today. And the guy behind the counter asked me for my ID. So you know me. Here comes the white privilege. I go. <laughs> and then I show my ID. Then he wants me to pull down my face mask. To match the ID. Now, mind you, I'm like 19 years old in the picture on my ID and I'm going to be 31 this year. So I don't know what that's really going to accomplish. 
a picture of me before I could grow facial hair. And now I have a beard. But okay. I'm a little insulted, but okay. Show him my ID, pull down my face mask. Then he asked me what's I, what I want. Yeah, let me get a, a half pint of Seagram 7. And I wait for him to come back to the counter. And he goes, uh, I'm going to make up a price here. Uh, uh, eight, that's $8. So I take the bottle and I hand it back to him. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take my money somewhere else. Wow. The nerve. The fucking nerve of me. And it's probably because I'm white. I've never seen anybody else do that. I've never witnessed anybody else do that. Come into somebody else's establishment. Uh... Uh, get ID'd and then say, never mind, I'll just go spend my money elsewhere because I don't like how thoroughly you checked me so your business doesn't get shut down for selling to minors. He's just doing his job. But I'm white. Not supposed to do that, mister. You shell me my little bit of moonshine and I'll be on my way. And then that's when it really clicked with me. Because my wife always calls me on my shit. And she always lets me know when I'm doing that, that privileged kind of shit. And I don't do it on purpose, I promise. It's just my pride. It's my pride at stake. And, you know, I like to prove points. But goddamn, if that isn't one of the most white things. Is when that pride gets in the way of you enjoying yourself. I chose, I knew I wanted to drink. I wanted that liquor. Now I'm going to spend the extra gas to go to another liquor store. To get what I want. And then they ID me too. It's just how it is. And shit, I don't know. Maybe that's not even white privilege. Maybe I'm just an asshole. And that's what I think. But white people, um, you have really been disgusting me lately. Go to your room. I'm very fucking disappointed in you. And that's a joke and also not a joke because I am disappointed in you. That's why, you know, see this type of behavior that even I have, I mean, I don't do any racist behavior, but just this little, ew, it didn't go how I wanted it, so I'm just going to do something else because I am offended and I'm white. And that's why I don't keep any fucking white friends. I even before I even did this podcast, I kind of scrolled through my phone book and I literally have only one white friend in my phone book. Probably the only white friend 
in all of my life. And his name is Manny. And Manny, you're on notice. You're on thin ice, mister. You are at risk of being... Um, you're at risk of all my white friends going extinct. And it's going to be your fault. If you don't send me a, hey, how you doing text every once in a while, you fucking piece of shit. But yeah, um, another time I kind of caught myself and I'm assuming it's white privilege. This is just to the best of my knowledge, just, just the attitude, just the gusto. Um, I bought my, one of my sons, my stepsons, a, uh, a TV and I went through the whole process. It had a security device on it and they removed it and I paid for it and all of that stuff had my receipt in my hand and so I'm leaving Walmart and that's white Mecca right there Walmart that's like our Disneyland except uh I guess white people run Disneyland too I think are Jews white I don't know anyway but I had my TV and I bought the TV for my son and it was a uh, 42 inch. And so I have it like up on my shoulder and I'm walking out with it. And I have it on my shoulder because in my left pocket I have a knife. Because I know I have to walk across the parking lot and we have a pandemic going on. We have unemployment running rampant in this country because of white people. And I'm looking at other white people, hella suspicious, like, yeah, 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 what, what? Yeah, try to take it if you want to. Not showing the knife, but kind of, you know, acting like I'm itching my thigh. But I'm making it towards the exit of this, uh, this Walmart. Well, the first thing that I come across upon my exit is an entrance. And there's bars that go across the entrance. And when somebody comes into this Walmart, the bars will automatically open inward, like towards the store, towards inside the store. And then when a customer walks in, they close again, the the metal bars. And so when the metal bars are closed, when you're on the inside of the store trying to walk out there's a big sign on each side of these metal bars that says emergency exit only and there's a security guard standing right there by the way what happened to walmart greeters remember all the old people and like kind of like retarded people they'd be like welcome to bobby welcome to bobby what happened to them they don't exist anymore Man, this country's going to hell. But anyway, I see the sign. And because of my white privilege, I really thought that even though it says emergency exit only, I thought maybe the security guard might have some sympathy on me. I'm carrying a 42 inch TV. Thought maybe he might, you know, bend the rules a little. Who thinks like that? 
a white person. He says, sorry, man, uh, you have to go around. <sighs> so I walk around a good 10 feet around a, a divider to the actual exit. And then I have nerve to look over at him through like a shield of plastic. You could have let me out from there, bro. You could have let me out from there. Now I want to raise a fuss and I'm causing a scene. And that's white privilege. When you think the world should just go your way just because. And mind you, I don't do it on purpose. I don't do it on purpose. America trained me like this. I don't want to be white. We're literally good at nothing. We can't cook. We can't dance. We have no style. So the only little bit of pride that I can muster up is yelling over to a Walmart security guard that he could have let me exit through the emergency exit only if he wanted to. The only thing that I have left is my little bit of pride to give the liquor store guy a hard time for doing his job, for checking my ID, to make sure the police don't come in and raid his ass for selling alcohol to minors. No, I'll take my business elsewhere. I know where my dollar's good at. You just lost $8 for your business, buddy. How dare you? How dare you? And then there's like other things that happen. Um, uh, my stepsons, before, before they got their license, there was a few times that they still like to drive. Before they got their license, they purchased their own vehicles and um, they still like to drive. And we lived in a predominantly white area. And again, uh, my family is not white. They're not white. Not even a little. And so they would be targeted. They would get harassed by the police. And that's just America for you, okay? So what would happen is um, they would get pulled over and the police would be giving them a hard time threatening to tow their car because they don't have a license and this and that. Well, one time, um, my son got pulled over in the middle of the street. They didn't even have him pull over to the curb. They just, you know, pretty much stay where you are, minority. And get the fuck out of the car. 
I've never seen cops pull somebody over. Like they didn't pull him over. They just stopped him in the middle of the street. Not even knowing if he had a license or not yet. That's pre-investigation stuff. They just, I don't know what they do. I don't know how police run license plates and all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, he pretty much got stopped and called me. And they're going to actually, they're cool enough. They're going to, you know, still let him keep the car. He just needed to call somebody with a license. So he called me. Well, I instantly jumped into my white Superman mode. And I work at um, a hospital. So immediately, I threw on my hospital gear. I was just chilling, eating a bunch of magic mushrooms. I'm, I'm tripping out of my fucking mind. My ceiling's breathing. The TV's moving. And now I have to come uh, uh, help my stepson out, come talk to the cops. So I, I throw on my hospital stuff and splash some cold water on my face and try to get as white as possible because that works in this country. And so I walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a stepdad. Yeah, well, sir, he was, uh, you know, driving without a license and, you know, not really a big deal. We just need somebody to come drive his car. I'm like, oh, my fuck. Oh, my fuck. Okay. I said, you know, and then, like, I just started, you know, doing the whole white thing and just, oh, thank you for your service and, you know, really appreciate you giving me a call. I really appreciate you giving him slack and... You know, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. And then immediately followed by the thought, how the fuck am I going to drive this car? I'm so high on mushrooms right now. And I looked over at my stepson as soon as we got in the car. And I said, just let you know, I'm very high on mushrooms right now. But we made it down the street safely. And as soon as we kind of hit the driveway part of the parking lot, um, out of the line of view of the police, I had him get behind the wheel because I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to park this car. And when you're white in this country, the United States of America, police will not let you, well, when you're not white in this country, police will not let you drive without a license. But when you're white in this country, they will let you drive a car on mushrooms. And that's just a cold reality. My other stepson one time called me, he got pulled over as well. And he was literally pulling into a parking space. So he's right between the white lines of a parking space but didn't make it all the way. The police really, you know, made him stop. He didn't have his license, so of course, you know, the co he had, the cops call me or have him call me. And I said, okay, I'll be right over. Again, pretty much just down the street from the house. And so I go. Mind you, it's my day off. I've been drunk 
since the sun came up and planned on being drunk until the sun went down until I blacked out or passed out. But I wasn't driving. I wasn't doing anything. I was laying in my bed, minding my own business. And if you want to get blacked out drunk, that's what a responsible person does. You lay your ass down. You don't want to be like a Charlie St. Cloud of the Always Tripping with Charlie podcast who every time he gets a little liquor to his lips, he wants to drive and go pass out in a, in a Safeway parking lot in front or, or go pass out in front of a fucking, uh, a little Caesars. And Charlie, I still don't understand, man. You, uh, you rent your own place. You're in your, your own spot. It's only you there. You're one of the loneliest people I know. You're all by yourself. But you have the freedom. You just have this whole place to yourself to get drunk. You could throw up all over the floor. You could throw up on your bed. You can do whatever you want to do. And then you get behind the wheel of a car and go pass out in parking lots. I don't I don't really get that. Well, anyway, I go, um, you know, help out my 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 other stepson at the time, you know, at the time he didn't have his license and. um I'm I'm shitty drunk, but I'm white. And once again, threw my hospital clothes on. And, you know, my kids, my my stepkids are are very good kids. So I wasn't really concerned, but I came over like, what is going on here? Oh, my God. He was driving without a license. And oh yeah, you know, you know, thanks for coming and you know, not not very much of a big deal, but uh we just want you to kind of uh uh finish parking the car. And uh that's when I instantly became scared. Well, actually he told me that I could drive the car home, but I knew I was wasted and that was impossible for me to do. So I said, "Well, can I just park it and we'll just come get it in a little bit?" And the cop says, "Yeah." He's like, just um, go ahead and straighten it out and, and park. And I kid you not, I couldn't park that car for the life of me. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm for sure busted. If they didn't smell the alcohol on my breath or coming off my pores, I'm for sure busted. Because this vehicle was already half parked the way it was supposed to be parked. And I kept backing out, trying to straighten out, and I'm still over the line. The cops are like, you're still over the line. I'm like, fuck, what is going on with me? I knew what was going on with me, but I'm like, you know, I started to sweat a little bit. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I'm white. And in this country, you could do whatever you want. When you're white. Uh, what other stories do I have here? Mm, let me think through my memory banks. Mm. Well, look, I don't know if I proved anything about white privilege in this whole episode. 
But I hope I made you laugh. I hope that as truthful as it was, it was still a ridiculous set of stories that just kind of illustrated uh, just illustrated white privilege a little bit. I didn't want to get too political. I'm, I've been a political science major. I, I'm real big into history, but I didn't want to make it political. I really didn't want to make, you know, you hear about this shit on the news, this type of stuff on the news all the fucking time. And I didn't want to go there with it. I was just kind of trying to take a subject that has been made political and try to make it funny. So I hope I got a few laughs. Um, I'm definitely going to double review this before I post it. But I hope it's been entertaining. Uh, it's probably not going to be too entertaining to white people, you fucking white devils. And that's okay. Fuck you. Fuck off. Love you, everybody. Bye-bye.